Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Praise the Lord today. If you will, just go ahead and be seated today. I just I want to share a, just a testimony real quick with you. I felt pressed to, uh, I, got, I got a text message last night from Brother Michael Rickenbaker, which is the National Christian Prisoner Fellowship Director. At 10 o'clock last night, he texted me a message, and he said, in that message it said that they had had a three-day services, three-day, three, actually three services, Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday night, at a prison in the state of Tennessee. And in them three services, it was a, a, a women's prison, and in them three services, 89 women Receive the Holy Ghost. This was not just maybe these were, these was actually actual names that people actually saw them speaking in tongues. People confirmed the Holy Ghost, 89. And he said in the text message, he texted me last night, he said, and 14 was baptized in last night's service. I just wanted the church to be in prayer because we had a service a couple weeks ago. I wasn't here on a Sunday morning and we was having a service in Madison and some people have maybe heard this testimony already. And we had an unbelievable service that Sunday morning at the Madison CI. And in that service, there was many, we at the end of the service, we don't know how many people, there was people all over the altar, over the altar call, they gave an altar call and we put a plea out right before because it was time, our time had ran out. And so as we was going out the door, we had anybody that was wanted to be baptized in Jesus' name because that's what we, the message was that day was about baptism. And we had 14 names to sign up to be approved to be baptized. I asked the church to be in prayer because this, this Saturday night at 6 p.m., I'm going and maybe I'm going to get some of the guys to go with me because I've never baptized 14 at one time. But, but we're going and baptize 14 men in Madison County. I felt like the calling to go to Madison to start a, start a service. And maybe we might not be seeing the growth we've seen in the city. But I would say I'm carrying 14 down in the name of Jesus in the city of Madison this Saturday night. So I'm saying we, we may be inside the prison. We may be where we're at, but God is moving. It's moving in this, in this work. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you will, just turn with me to Joel chapter 2. I'm going to read one verse there. <clears throat> and then I'm going to read actually a verse in Judges, 20, Judges 16 and 20. But I'm going to read first in Judge Joel 2. It says, Blow ye the trumpet of Zion and sound alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble 
for the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh at hand. Judges chapter 16 and verse 20 says, And she said, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as other times before and shake myself. And he wist not that the Lord was departed from him. Here's these two scriptures. You know, you say, well, how do these connect today? But today I feel like I want to, God laid something on my heart. I want to explain something. I t- two weeks ago, actually, not this past Sunday, but Sunday was a week ago, I spoke to the young people of this church about a message that God had laid on my heart. The night, after, the night of the, the hee-haw thing, that, that's how long ago this God laid his heart, but I spoke to the young people last two Sundays ago. I shared my heart with them, what God laid on my heart. And today, that's that same message. As I was praying yesterday, I had worked on my message. I had two messages to get together, one for, for this service and then one for a couple hours later. But as I was, had the one message together, God had gave me one to talk about Pentecost Sunday because that is today is, is, is Pentecost Sunday and that's what I felt like to speak and I said, well, is that message for both? And yesterday when I was in Madison, we was, I was doing some things over there and I, I went to the church by myself and shut the door. I didn't even turn the lights on in the sanctuary. I just went in there to the altar in the church. I was by myself in the dark and I was praying and God moved in my life and, God, and I, was, I was praying about what I needed to speak, what I needed to do today. And God laid on my heart, he says, use that message you used for the young people. We need to share that same message to the church. And so some of the young people, I may, you may hear some of the same things I said, and I'm not going to use the whole message, and I'm not going to use the whole thing. But I just said God wanted me to use that today. Yesterday as lunch, as we was eating lunch yesterday with two ladies, me and my wife, and one of the ladies said, she said, she, in her comments, she was talking about a church and talking about things, and I'm not here to, to, to what she was saying, but she was saying, we was talking about getting a message together because I told her I had to go to pray and get, or get my message together. And she said, that's what she likes about Pentecost. Come to find out, she was way back in her life. She had been Pentecost as an elderly lady. And she said, what I like about Pentecostal and apostolic preachers is they don't preach canned messages. They go to the God and get a message. They go to God to find a word for his people. They don't just get something out of the, a mag, or just off of a website or just try to find something, to, to the same old message. And she, she said, and I'm not just using her words, she said that she could go to one church and go to the other. And she named the churches. And she says you can hear the same message one right after the other because they preach the canned message. And I'm, not, and I'm not denouncing anything they do, but I'm just saying but we're come to church for a message from God, not from a man, not from a, what a man can come up with. We come from a message to hear from God, and that's why I got, every time I come behind this pulpit, I pray that God gives me something to speak. If it's just for me, I want to speak someone to help someone. So today as I share this message today, what I feel on my heart today, I want to just share it with you today. Talk about this, this in Judges chapter sixteen. We kind of in the end of the story of Samson. The story of Samson is pretty familiar. We know Samson as at birth in chapter in Judges chapter thirteen. We find Judge his his life in verse five. It says, "For lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come to his head, for the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines." Here, Samson, before he was even born, when he was in the womb, he, was, he was, had anointing on his life. He was called to do a work. He was called to, to begin to deliver his people out of the hand of Israel. 
And that's what he was called to do before he was, before he was, while he was still in the womb. I believe every person here in this building today, I believe every person here today has a calling on their life. I believe we're called to do a work for God. We're not just here to sit on a pew. We're not here just to check off a Sunday that we was here Sunday. We were here to do a, do a calling on our life. Samson was anointed. You look throughout through the, from Judges chapter 13 till we find in Judges chapter 16, we find in Samson's life where he did some unusual anointings. God anointed him in chapter 13. He anointed him and he grew up and he was moved on by God. In the first part of 13, verse 14, the, the, body, the Bible says that the spirit came upon him and he tore a line apart with his bare hands. We find it in other times in, in, in Judges chapter 14 where God moved him on him mightily and he took on 30 men with his bare hands by himself. Then we look on a little bit further in, in verse in four, chapter 14, we find where he takes his, in verse 15, I'm sorry, in verse 15, we find him where he, he, he takes things in his life and he takes on, he takes on the, the devil. He takes 300 foxes. He captures 300 foxes and sets their tails on fire and, and, set, and sets on the, their crops on, to burn. We find in fifth, Judges 15 to 15, we found him with a jawbone of a donkey in his hand. And he takes on a thousand men and kills them with his bare hands and just a jawbone. Samson was anointed. And Samson was anointed. But there's people in this house just that anointed. There's people in this house today that's anointed just like that. But what we do, we find if we're not careful, we're like Samson. We find ourselves getting so caught up with the enemy in our life. Getting caught up so much with this world that we find ourselves just like Samson did in chapter 16. We find him in the, in the lap of nothing but a, just another Philistine, a harlot, a Philistine harlot. And how did he find himself to that place? And that's today, that's what I want to talk to us about. Because if we're not careful, we can be just like Samson. We can find ourselves, no matter how anointed we are and how anointed things we do, we can stand behind this pulpit and preach the gospel. But if not careful, if we get tied up just like Samson did with the cares of the world, that we can find ourselves just like him, laying in the lap of a harlot, of the enemy. And that's just in life, that's just what the enemy's got planned for each one of us. And he plans that for us. He plans to just, just to trap us and get us tangled up. Sometimes he's not gonna probably convince one of us here today. Maybe not today. He's gonna convince us to go to the SNS on the way home and arm robbery and steal everything they got. He probably ain't gonna tempt us to do that or he may not get us to do that. But he can get us to get too busy in life to the point that we, we give up. We, we don't do what God has called us to do. We find ourselves so many times in this world, we live in two worlds. And that's the message I want to bring today. Is it does, we have to live in the world. We have to make a living. But we live in two worlds. We live in the church world. And we live in the world, of, the world outside the church. So many times in life, that world is, creeps into our life. It takes away from us. I grew up in this church. All my life I've been in this church. I've sat on these pews and how I know that this message is for everyone here today is because I've sat in pews in this church for the last 46 years and I've allowed, God, allowed this thing to happen to me. I've sat on these pews and listened to message after message being preached. I felt the conviction of, the, of God on my life and, I've, and I, I just sat there and thought about what was going on next week or, or I've, I've tied my, my mind on whatever was going on and just pacified myself. I pacified myself to the point that I did not 
do what God was calling me to do. As a young age, right over here on this side of the pulpit, God filled me with the Holy Ghost as a young child. Just like many of us other people here today. But, but just like that, I stood there. I was anointed as a young man. I'd been taught Sunday school by a lot of people sitting here on these pews today. I look out here and see teachers that taught me when I was in the nursery class. I see people out here that taught me when I was through the youth, in my youth age. And I can remember messages they taught. But I played, this, played the game and I allowed it just, and I, this part is to the young people and I already shared this with them so it's just kind of re- to get to them again but today. But as I said as a young person on these pews and I was trying to play the game. I was trying to play church on Sundays and I was going to live in the world like the rest of the week. I found myself in situations in life where I was just playing the game. But when I kept playing that game, I thought I had everything right. I could come up here and pray on Sundays. And I thought I could go do whatever thing, live the world the rest of the week. But before after a while, that world finally, slowly, it slowly walked me down. I backslid and I lived in the world. I didn't stay out gone long, but I did backslide. And I did not I was living like I should. Probably a long time before I admitted that I was backslid. But God refilled me with the Holy Ghost right over here by this door. As a young adult, and God filled me with that time, and I said, I'm not never turning back. And I'm staring, staring, staring today. I said, I'm doing what God called me to do. But I'm not saying today, I'm not saying everything's been perfect in the last 25 plus, 27 years. So it kind of counts on up there a little bit. But it, it, but, but it, God, I've not been what I should have been probably in the last 27 years. I've still played that game. Here I've came and I've taught Sunday school on Sundays and sometimes, and I'm not being on, I'm not being bragging today, but I've come taught Sunday school on Sundays or come taught a youth class and I still wasn't where I should have been because the rest of the week I was, I was trying to play the game. Oh, as long as I could feel God when I come into the house, I thought I was okay. I could go outside. I could, the rest of the week I would do whatever I felt. You know, I don't do like, play the, try to play that world. We live in a world so much and today is, you know, you say, well, this may be just to the youth. But I believe it's to every person here today. It doesn't matter how long you've been in church. It don't matter how old you are, how much gray you have in your hair. The devil still tries to use this same thing against us. We think we just face this when we're young. We just face this. Well, when I get to this age, I won't have to worry about this no more. I'll be, I'll be sold out to God. But it's just something else creeps into our life. It may be a job or it may be a career. So many things comes in our life that we find ourselves so many times it's just pulling us away from God pulling us away from church. And if it's something in our life that just, just keeps us from doing God's will, that's just what I'm talking about today. It's just like Samson. We can get ourselves so, so caught up in the things of good things in life. We have to make a job and we have to make a living. We have to make, a, you know, we have to make, make money to make a living and to support, our, support, to support our lives and support our families. But if not careful... We can allow even a job to come into our life. We can actually even allow a job to interfere with what we do with for God and interfere with this and it become living in two worlds. We can be lulled to sleep just like Samson was. Here Samson was lulled to sleep and, we, and I've always wondered in this story about Samson. After time after time, she pressed him. And then he, t- he, would, tell her, he would tell her a lie or tell her something else and, she, and it would happen. When he woke up, what would you know? I was I would have thought in my life. I said, "Well, here this man is 
being tempted and he, and he tells her something and it's not true and, and, and when he wakes up, that's what's happening. Then why would you go back to sleep in the same lap? But we find ourselves so many times in life just like that. We find ourselves, you know, when we give in a little bit and we give in to, to, this, to this thing in our life or we give in to that in life, we find ourselves, well, I'm not never gonna go back down that road. We get ourselves to a point, we pray back through and we say, well, I'm never going back down that road. But if not careful, a few days later or just some time, we find ourselves right back where we were at, right back in the lap of the enemy. We're right back into the place where we said we would never go back. And that's where we find ourselves. Samson found himself there and he found himself at the point of time in verse 20, he said he found himself where he said, and he wist not, the Bible says, and he wist not or he did not know, realize that the Lord was departed from him. And so many times if we're not careful, that's where we're gonna find ourselves. We're gonna forget, well, I can come back anytime I want. We find ourselves, I can do what I want to do and still God's just going to take me back so many times. We, we almost have that feeling and, because when we come in the house of God, we feel his presence. We feel everything's okay. And sometimes that's just the enemy. The enemy's just lulling us to sleep. <clears throat> today, you know, we, we look at, Brother Chris was talking today about decisions that affects the next generation. In our life, we find ourselves just that way. Just, and I thought about that when he was preaching that message. Decisions that we make today will affect the next generation. It will affect not just the next generation. It will affect every person that we're around. Today, if you're living, trying to live in two worlds, the danger of that is your own, one first thing is your, your own soul. The first thing is, you know, you could lose your own soul. But the most, another next part of that is you affect everyone around you. You live, trying to live at church on Sundays and then try to live like everybody else around you during the week, people are watching you. I, throughout my life and throughout my adulthood, I've had people that came up to me later and they said to me, I watched you to see how you handled through that situation. Because they know you're a Christian. They know you go to church on Sundays. So they're watching you. And if you're not, if you're just playing church or you're just getting so overwhelmed in church that you just, well, you just come in here on Sundays and you're just, just going through the motions, that's going to show, that's going to show on Wednesday morning or Thursday morning or Friday afternoon. That's going to show in your life if you're just here for the, just, to, just for your check on your, by your name. If you're just here to pacify that feeling that's down in your gut that you know that you need to be here. Sometimes that's what just gets us here. As I was growing up as a young person in my home, even though when I was living like the devil all the rest of the week, or probably all the week, but in my home, my, my mom and dad, the rule in their home was we had to be on church. We had to be on church on Sundays. There was Sundays probably I came to church that I had probably no business being here mentally wise or wasn't even here probably mentally wise because I was just, my mind was somewhere else and I was just here because I had to be here. But my parents, that was the rule. As long as I lived under their roof, I had to come to church. Because when I came to church, I was playing the game but I was in my life, but my, mom, my parents kept me here in front of the preaching. And finally that preaching got a hold of me. And, it, and I convicted, and it convicted me. And I prayed back through. So many times we find ourselves lack of that hunger that we had when we first, you, know, I look, you look at Christians when they first pray through, they, they hunger, they want to be involved in everything. 
They want to be, I want to, if, you, if you call a, a practice for something they ain't even involved in, they'll show up just to see if they can help get things ready because they're just excited, that hunger. But after a while, the enemy slowly walks us down and we lose that hunger for his presence. We lose that hunger and through that we lose our influence on people in our, around us. Today as we go into, into life, we find ourselves just that way. We allow this world to come up against us. We come up against us in our life and it affects us and then it affects the ones around us. But we have to, we have to stick, stick forward and go forward with that. Today I want to share a story I shared with the young people of my past. And this, it tells a story of, I believe it's God show, showed me this for nothing else but for myself. But God, when I was a teenager, here I was playing church, or I was, here I was living and trying to live in two worlds, put it that way, I just try to live in two worlds. I was a young person coming to church every Sunday, every Wednesday, probably Friday nights too back then, maybe Saturday too, probably. <laughs> but, uh, but, but even though I was coming to church all them nights, when I wasn't in church, I was trying to live with, in, the other, in the other world. One night I was riding around town and this young, this young lady that was acquaintance, I knew of her, I knew her. She was actually from a different town. She, for some reason or another, we, she got in the truck with me, she needed to ride through town. We rode through town a couple times and just talked. Here I was, apostolic Christian, young man, playing church, going to church on Sundays. We didn't drive halfway through Mayo, which anybody knows how far that is. That ain't very long. So she went very long there, and she, she, she broke down in tears. Here, a 15, 16, 16-year-old 16 young lady broke down in tears in, in front seat of my truck, and she was crying, and here I was, you know, trying to console her. Why? Because I had no idea what she was crying for, but she started crying, and she started sharing her life, how her dad had died from from alcohol and how things had happened in her life and she was just, she was broken in tears. She was hungry for something else. Here I was, a apostolic Holy Ghost, had had the Holy, had the Holy Ghost in my life and here I knew sitting and driving behind the, drive, the steering wheel of that truck, here I knew what she needed, what she was longing for, what every one of them tears was for. Here I knew what she needed. But here I was because I was playing church and here I was because I was trying to live in both worlds. I just kept my mouth shut. That We rode through town twice or three times. She and friends came back and whatever. She got in her truck and left and, I, and we, me and her never had another opportunity to sit down and talk. Many, many years later, several years later, this young lady I heard and I hadn't heard nothing from her. I didn't even know where she was even at. But I heard a story, heard that she had got killed in a tragic accident. And so when, when, when the first thing when I heard the news of that tragedy, and it was a pretty bad tragedy in her life, that uh, the first things I thought of was the conversation me and her had in the front seat of my truck. It was just as real, and it had been many, many years, it was just as real as it was the night I was sitting in a truck with, we was riding through town in the city limits of Mayo. And all I could feel was, did I, should, I, I should have said something. 
I knew what she needed. I had experienced what she needed. And she went into eternity. I have no idea what her her life was from that point to that, you know, from what happened between these two times. But God showed me. He says, I gave you the opportunity. You were sitting there beside her. You had what she needed for eternity. Why didn't you share it with her? Them thoughts kept rolling through my head and rolling through my head. Today, I ask you today, is there people in your life we face, we see every day? Is God gonna hold us accountable for the people that we sit beside? Is God gonna hold me accountable for this girl named Kelly? I had what she needed, what she was longing for. And I was sitting just a matter of feet away. I could have shared with her. I could have prayed her through the Holy Ghost right there if I'd have been living what I should because I've been there and prayed people through the Holy Ghost before that. But I just sat there because I was trying to live in two worlds. And God put her in my life. And he, God showed me that one point. He says, I put her in your life for that one thing. I ask myself every day when I think about her, I think about God did are you going to hold me accountable for that soul? I believe today every person in this building has people that he, we come in contact with every day. It may be on your job. It may be in school talking to the young people. It may be in your school class. It may be friends that you, you hang with every day. God may be giving you one more chance with them. I talked to my wife this week and we was, talk, we was talking about a situation in a person's life, and she talked, was talking about, she thought, felt like she was sent to the Brantford High School to reach someone. And we talked about that this week, that God put her in life, and that lady's actually transferred out of her life a little bit, but may, may, may be coming back, we don't know. But, but God says, you know, we may get one opportunity. You may be walking the store, the S&S, and it may be one opportunity, the person is standing in the, run, in the line in front of you. God may have put your, path, your paths across that moment. Are we living what we need to live? Are we living what we need to live on the job? Are we living what we need to live every day in the hardware store? Because that might be God be putting someone in your life. So today is our challenge us today. I ask us, like Psalms 26 and 2 says, examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my heart with your, try my mind and my heart. Psalms 139 says, Search me, O Lord, and know my heart. Try me and know my antithesis, and see if there is any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way of everlasting. Today, as I ask us to stand today, I ask us to consider that self today. I ask God to search us. Today, is are we living in this life? Are we living this life? If we rub shoulders with a sinner or we rub shoulders with someone God put in our path, are we living in the way that we'll lead them to God? Or are we, lead, are we trying to play in two worlds? Are we trying to live in two worlds to the point that we just brush them off? It's just an encounter. But I believe every moment we come, every person we come in contact with, if it's just for a short moment or if it's for a lengthy time, I believe God has put ourselves, put our lives in their lives, allowed our paths to cross for just that reason, for us to reach them. Today I ask us if every person here, if you'll raise your hands today.
And that's just what these two scriptures I read. Ask God to examine me and make sure that I'm living God, living for him right. That I'm not just playing a game and I'm not just living, trying to live in both worlds. And I'm leaning on on the outside. The book of Acts talks about, in chapter 20, talks about a man sitting in a window and when he falls asleep, he falls out the window. Today, where are you leaning? Are you leaning to the world? Are you leaning to God? Today, I ask you today, before you leave this place, I ask you to lean in. I ask you to lean today. As you, if you, I ask you to come to this altar today if you think that you need to lean towards Him. I ask you to make that step today. I ask you to lean towards, towards, towards the church. And by stepping out today and coming towards this front, that's a, that's a motion saying I'm going for God. I'm leaning towards God. Today, let us pray today and search ourselves. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806, or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening, and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.